Welcome to the Artalog Podcast, a conversation about career paths in arts. Join host Madison Beale as she pulls back the curtain on an often mysterious art world, exploring unique paths of art professions with the professionals themselves. Along the way, she'll showcase the endless ways to craft an art-filled career and ask the questions you've been wanting the answers to. Spooky Rat, also known as Ashley Brooke, is an emerging young mixed media artist based in Fort Worth, Texas, whose goal is to connect others through their work by expressing and capturing emotions, whether it's through a photo or splattered on a canvas. Spooky Rat is also known for their abstract work, their spine-chilling monsters, and their stimulating grungy photography, which leaves viewers feeling a mix of uncanny emotions they can't quite describe. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. How did you get the pseudonym Spooky Rat? I was making a TikTok account and I needed a name that people couldn't find me because I was in high school at the time. So I just wanted to make an art account where I could just post my sketches. And then when I made my name, I was thinking about rats because I really like rats and I had a pet rat named Boo. And my birthday is in October, so I've always been spooky. So I just put the two together. And then I kept it because it helped me create an art personality and it helped people remember my name a little bit easier. Like your persona. Yeah, it helps me be not myself. Because myself, I'm like really introvert. And having the name really helps me do things that I'm not usually comfortable with. Can you tell me a bit more about your paintings? I typically do mixed media art. I use a lot of textures and layers. I like to create a visual feeling to viewers. I typically use darker shades of colors. I would say it's like a little bit of chaotic when you look at it, but I don't know. I feel when you look at it, it can be a little peaceful to some people. Each piece pretty much expresses some sort of story or feeling and... Yeah, I just, I like creating little stories or emotions that people can connect to. I like when things can connect to people. Yeah, and I think your paintings especially are very evocative. And they are, in a sense, secretive, right? They're stories for you that are personal to you. But then when the viewer looks at it, they see something maybe entirely different. Have you had anyone express something out out of field that they've appreciated in your work? No, yeah, I've had some people, because some of my work, I do cartoons, are more toony looking figures. And I've got a lot of Simpsons. It looks like the Simpsons. Or I recently did a painting and it was, I took my paintbrush and I just made, I don't know how you would describe it, but I just took it and made a consistent line and filled it in. And then somebody compared it to a Spongebob painting. And I thought that was really interesting (laughs) to see. That's awesome. I love that kind of common culture that's coming into your work. So whether it's The Simpsons or someone thinking it's Spongebob, there's that level of connection, I think, for younger people in your work that really speaks to them. I actually had someone DM me and be like, "Um, this was in my nightmare. Your, Your creature was in my nightmare. And I was kind of confused but I asked if it was good or bad and 
they said it was not bad so I'm not sure what happened in the dream but that kind of gives you a sense of what my characters look like yeah nightmarish but also uncanny in a way that you've seen them before but sometimes they can be threatening or non-threatening that's so interesting (laughs) what are some of your earliest memories of art my earliest memories in art when I was in elementary school I was always known as the artistic kid so people would come up to me for drawings and be like can you draw this for me so I was always known for being that kid and I always gave my teachers little paintings or little drawings I made and oh yeah in second grade I was cleaning out my room last week because I made a studio in my house and I came upon this old poster I made in second grade and the about me posters I'm not sure if you made that in elementary but I read that when I wanted to it's what do you want to be when you grow up and I put I want to be an artist which I never really remembered as a kid. I just knew I liked drawing, but seeing that and then seeing where I am now on the road of that was really shocking to me. I used to uh, draw with my grandpa as well. He used to work for the store named Albertsons. Uh, It used to, it's a little market, like a Kroger. I don't know what, you're from Canada, right? Yeah, like a Safeway. Yeah. Or a Tesco for our English listeners. Wait, you guys don't have Kroger? No. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, it's like a little market. And he used to do the little posters for food sales. And he would always do little cartoons. And he would take me into work with him sometimes because he would babysit me a lot. And he would just teach me painting and just all these really cool techniques. And that's also a little ground over my me being an art kid that's such a sweet story I can just imagine you looking up to your grandpa and also how fun those drawings must have been for people going into the stores and just seeing that extra care that someone took to brighten their day no no, it was always fun because when I would go to Albertsons with my mom I would always be like, oh, my grandpa made that. That's awesome. So as as well as your granddad, who are some of your artistic inspirations? David Cho. I love David Cho. He was the guy who really got me into expressionism, like being more, doing more with my body with my art, like putting my hands in the paint and like putting it on the canvas. George Bazlitz. I love him. I love Tim Burton and Kusama. My cartoons, I get a lot of inspiration from Robert Crumb, which is a cartoonist, like a comic guy. And then I really love Philip Gustin. He's a cool guy. Yeah, his work's awesome. I saw it when I was in London this past November. He had a show on at the Tate Modern. It was amazing. There was an exhibition of his in Austin last year. As a self-taught artist, how do you develop your style? I would find people I looked up to and I would practice just drawing or like kind of copying, which some people think you shouldn't do. But I think when you're trying to find your style, I think copying and then no, don't post it. That's the thing. Don't post what you're practicing, but I would copy and then 
I would start learning different techniques from learning how to draw what they did. And then over time, you just combined it all and you just create your whole new thing. I have a quote here. Let me find it. Just because I'm reading a book about this, the artist Maurizio Catalan, who uh, is famous for sticking, I mean, among other things, but I think most people know uh, Maurizio from when he did his comedian sculpture at Art Basel, where he stuck a banana up against a wall and duct taped it. But so in this book called 33 Artists in Three Acts by Sarah Thornton, she interviews Maurizio Catalan and he says, originality doesn't exist by itself. It's an evolution of what is produced. It's like the Darwinian evolution of walking. Nobody did it first. Originality is about your capacity to add. And I just think that really encapsulates what you've been saying. Oh, that's like perfect. Yeah. I don't know why, but people say that you shouldn't copy. And I agree you shouldn't put it as your own work. But I don't know. I always feel like people are against people taking stuff. Yeah. I think there's a balance to it, right? I think there's there's inspiration and then there's outright copying and being yeah, yeah. derivative. But I think as, as well, Catalan says that great artists steal and don't cite their sources. <laughs> I'm, par- I'm paraphrasing there, but everyone's borrowing from each other. What's your process in creating art? Usually I listen to music and then I try to feel my emotions to see if I'm like angry, sad, or anything I want to express. I start to sketch around a lot and just get my brain flowing. And then if that isn't working, I'll I'll put on like cartoons in the background, usually from like Adult Swim. I don't know if you've watched stuff, it's all like crazy cartoons, which can really get like your brain going. When I start painting though, I like to create a story in my head that I want to like portray. And then I'll get into it without knowing where I'll end up. Because I feel every time I try to go in with a vision, it makes me more mad because I feel like it'll never be how I want it to be. So going in with an empty head on what you want it to look like really helps me make something that I think looks good. And I like to let the brush do the paintwork a little bit. Just go with the flow with it. Let it do its own marks. I like to put on loud music and I like to visualize I'm channeling the music in my emotions and just not in my head. I've had people in my room when I painted and they said I enter a whole new world. That isn't me, which is really weird, but I don't know. It's interesting to see. How are you finding being a young artist right now? It's fun. I've realized from doing a couple of shows, it's a little bit harder because I just turned 20 and I had my first show when I was like 18 or 19 and I went to New York and everybody was way older, like maybe in their 20s to 30s. And I had a really hard time, like nobody really came up to me to talk to me and being so young, like I'm so introverted that It was hard for me to talk to people. Overall, I really like it. I think it's a journey and it teaches you a lot about growth on how to be more confident in your work. I'm learning to talk to older people for sure. Yeah, I think that's one of the hardest parts about being an artist, not necessarily making the work, but networking. 
No, yeah, for sure. And the galleries are usually run by older people. You really have to know how to talk to them because they're all very, like, they love to talk. How do you share your work? Uh, yeah, I mainly do online. I, like, post my work everywhere on every social media platform I have. I reach out to people. And recently I've been connecting in person and going to gallery openings and artist talks and trying to meet people through there. But mainly a lot of it's through social media. So for context, Ashley makes stop motion videos of their process. And I'm curious as to why you choose this route for documentation as opposed to filming in real time. I enjoy making it. I've always had a love for animation. I took a class in high school for it. And that's actually why I'm where I'm at is because my animation class. I had a, a teacher named Mr. McMahon, and I used to do doodles in his class, and he was standing over my shoulder, and he was like, Ashley, these are really good. And I was shocked because I wasn't sharing my work at that time, and it, because I didn't think I was good at art, because I just put that behind me, even though I loved it, but he pushed me. He taught me animation and stop motion. Um, Adobe Animate and I stuck with that but then I realized you can do the same thing by watching Tim Burton too those really inspired me and then making the videos I realized that it, it puts a visualization in my own perspective for people because it's very fast-paced and dissociative and I kind of don't know what's happening but you're still there I guess it catches people's attention speaking of catching people's attention what's it been like to have thousands of people see your work uh, it's been fun I go to a lot of shows uh, around me like punk shows or techno shows and whenever I go to new parties I actually get recognized sometimes I don't know but I get recognized and people come up to me I guess it's the beanie because I always wear my beanie and it became my personality but people come up to me and they're like are you spooky rat do you make art and I'm like yeah I make art and that's interesting it also pushes me a lot getting recognized by people because you get a lot of hate as well so it challenges me more to push myself and do new things it helps me connect with people as well which has been probably the best thing about it I don't know having a large following people see you more and it's also weird because people get my stuff tattooed on them whoa yeah I've had dms of people send me pictures of my work tattooed and people asking me like hey can I get this tattooed I'm like yeah go for it wow that's insane yeah, it's, that's so it's cool weird. But the downsides of it is more scams. Like you get more DMs and people trying to buy your art and people steal your art, which is annoying. I'll, people that follow me literally redraw my art and then post it on their Instagram. And again, more hate, but that's normal. 
how do you navigate those situations? The people stealing my art and like this. Yeah, like how do you, what do you do in that situation if someone steals your art? I haven't had any like big steals. It's usually not that good. So I just report it and I don't, I should do more, but if it's like getting more attention, I'll probably like have to talk to them and like get stuff done. For your characters in your work, are they standalone figures or is there recurring characters with recurring narratives? Some of them are reoccurring. And some of them are usually their own little thing. But I think you can, if you see a lot of my work, you can see the main ones and the new ones, which I don't know how to describe, but I feel like you can just tell a difference with each one. You name them? I don't have a name for them. I, I really should. I just call them monsters yeah. or creatures. How have you built your platform as an artist? So at the beginning, I sold at local markets. And that kind of helped me get comfortable and see what people go for more when buying stuff for me. I post my art everywhere. I network with others online. So I'll reach out to people. And it's crazy how many people actually respond, people you look up to. I go to artist talks and opening nights with galleries and meet people and like kind of get a feel of like what they do. And another thing I do is I leave my little artist cards, like with the QR code on to my link tree, and I just leave it everywhere. For example, when I went to New York, I brought a handful and I I just left them on benches and tables and I don't know who saw them, but I just do that. I meet a lot of people through that. I also leave posters around. I'll print a picture of my art and then I'll put a QR code and I'll just put them on poles and stuff. What's it like to have your work in a group show? What's What was that process like going to New York and having it on display yeah I I got to meet a lot of great people and artists Um, it's fun to talk about your art a little more because I struggle with it a lot Um, I learn more about how things are done like new ways of doing things recently I've been building relationships in the art world and meeting local collectors you would say and they've reached out to me to just have a little group showing amazing oh yeah I had a a show in New York with Maven Art House and Keenan Thompson from SNL or I know him from Good Burgers the old Nickelodeon show he he took a picture of my art and I didn't realize who it was at first because I wasn't at the show I wasn't able to make it but I looked at who was tagged and I was like that's Keenan Thompson. That's crazy. That is crazy. How do you see your art developing in the future? I definitely want to work on a larger scale, like bigger canvases. I want to try to do a, a mural. Yeah, I want to try to do that. I want to get more into three-dimensional art and sculptures. I've been like really into that. I know they can't see it, but today I made a stop-motion video 
and I made this like little two-headed bear for uh, my stop motion video and that was really fun. I'm trying to work with more clay and plaster. I want to experiment for, with more textures for sure because I love textures. Um, I made a piece recently with crackle paste and that was really fun to work with and I want to work with more clothes, drawing on clothes and experimenting with textures. What advice would you have for people looking to become artists? Um, I would say be consistent, uh, be confident in your work, put yourself out there and stop caring about what you think about your work and what other people think about your work. Because I feel like you can really get in your head and put yourself down. But if you're just consistent with it and you stop caring, I think you can go further than what you think you can go. Amazing. Ashley, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been so fun to talk to you. Thank you for having me. I had, I had fun. Thank you for joining the Artalog podcast the show where we delve into the diverse tapestry of art professions. Follow us on Instagram at Artalogpod as we continue to explore the many possibilities of art careers. Stay tuned for more inspiring conversations with art enthusiasts and professionals about how they got to where they are now.